This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Hey everybody, welcome to the Sports Biz Pod. Today is Friday, August 14th, 2020, and this is the Sports Biz Rundown, where every Friday we give you a very concise breakdown on what happened this week in sports business news, events, career openings, and more. We hope that this podcast and our newsletter that gets sent out every Friday helps you get an edge with resources and staying on top of what is going on. Before we get into what happened this week, just want to give a huge shout out to this episode's sponsor, Manscaped, for all the male grooming needs. They're hooking up the podcast with 20% off off your next purchase using code SBG. So whether you're getting Manscaped as a gift or for yourself personally, they put out the best products in the industry within male grooming. So huge shout out to Manscaped. Go to their website, and if you want 20% off, use code SBG. So thanks to that. And now moving on to some of the top sports biz news stories that happened. Um, We'll start things off with Amazon, which owns Twitch, which is one of the most popular media distribution companies within gaming and entertainment. And they just recently rebranded Twitch Prime to Prime Gaming. So this news came out with uh, kind of a subtle update, but um, instead of using Twitch Prime, they, they updated the logo and they have that traditional Amazon smile under Prime Gaming and then and uh, kind of updated the, the um, visual of that. And my, my hypothesis on this is just trying to strengthen, you know, the Amazon brand and kind of let people know where, you know, the, who the kind of mothership is. So I, I don't think it's the biggest deal. I think with any move with Amazon, um, you, you're always kind of speculating, uh, what this means and why they're doing it. Um, cause they're such like a elusive company that's been able to really crush it, um, in the past decade. Um, and especially under quarantine. So, this is uh, kind of interesting news. I, I, you know, don't want to read too much into this, but I think you know it just asserts that um, Amazon is you know strengthening that Prime brand. Um, Amazon also recently bought the naming rights to uh, Seattle uh, Kraken's stadium, which is called Climate Pledge Arena. So even from that standpoint, it's kind of interesting to speculate why Amazon is doing things like this, where they could have had it Amazon Arena, but they wanted to call Climate Pledge Arena to really push forward some PR initiatives. So, you know, this isn't as complex as that with naming it Prime Gaming, but just something to kind of read into. So, that's a that's an interesting story there. Another sports media slash partnerships type news uh, coming from the New York Yankees and Yes Network. They've signed a sponsorship deal with TikTok. Um, TikTok is recently under uh, the microscope where um, the President Trump said he's going to ban TikTok unless a U.S. company acquires their U.S. Um, operations. So they're being currently looked at 
by companies of Microsoft and Twitter to acquire TikTok at a significant, I think, decreased prices. It's one of the fastest growing uh, social media companies out there right now. But uh, a move like this where their sponsorship deal with Yes Network and at Yankee Stadium, um, there's a variety of ways, I think, from uh, what this mentioned. I'm sure there's going to be in-game signage once, you know, games are back, but also some other types of activations, maybe with the um, digital board or fan interactions. We'll see how they really roll this out. But I think a sponsorship news like this is kind of shows that TikTok, they definitely have the money to spend. Um and you know, let's. I, I see from their perspective, why why not invest into some sponsorship that really solidifies their U.S. Um, blueprint as they kind of make the case to not get banned uh, from the U.S. So there's a variety of reasons politics have found their way into this uh, with TikTok when I, I believe it should be stayed out of it. But there, you know, there is some privacy concerns that they are uh, being faced with. Um, it is Chinese-owned business, so you know that that is something that is being speculative on. But I think TikTok's a great company. Uh, it's fastest growing, and it, it just kind of asserts that they're willing to spend money in the U.S. to kind of just you know keep maintain their footprint and sit, you know mention that they're here to stay for the long term. So that's interesting. We'll see how that. We don't have too much financials about what the sponsorship entailed, but it's you know signage and other types of activations with the Yankees. Moving on to uh, COVID-19 and sports uh, type of stories. So this is uh, pertaining to college football. So um, the Big Ten, they voted 12-2 to of not having a season. Um, and also as well with the Pac-12, they're voting to, to opt out of this uh, fall season for football. But you see other conferences like the SEC, they are saying they're going to play and there's going to be fans. So it's kind of uh, jaded with what some conferences are saying, and even within each conference, some teams are preferencing um, a, a season or not, and it, it's really reliant on some of these smaller college towns, um, especially in the SEC, that that solely rely on college football for their economy. And if they don't have college football, their economy could be, you know, being uh, deep trouble. So they're kind of faced with this public health concern, but also this economic concern of they need to have a season. Um, they need to have this the students back. So I think it just would be a horrible disservice for these universities to make all the students come back. Well, not necessarily make, some of them are offering it online versus in person, charge the full amount, and then make the college students play. So it's, it's a lot of concerns, a lot of things to be juggling, but you know, this week that a lot of that unveiled where it's looking grim to have a complete official college football season where maybe some of the ACC teams or maybe the entire conference doesn't play or maybe some of the conference plays. And what does that mean? And say there's two teams in the Big Ten that want to play, but, um, you know, the, the rest don't. Will they be competing with SEC teams that are all playing or however, however that plays out? So very complex. Um, it's still going to be difficult. There seems to be a big wave of college students that want to play uh, with uh, recent movement uh, that was kind of started, but we'll see how it kind of all plays out. still very complex. It's hard to see it happening with fans and doing it safely and not having any um, crazy breakouts of the virus within each team. So we'll, we'll keep posted about that, um, but you know, interesting news there. Uh, moving on to the Masters Golf Tournament. Uh, they just announced this week that there will be no patrons 
um, on the course for this upcoming um, Masters tournament, which is set to take place in November. So that's big news and, you know, the whole experience of the Masters. I've been uh, fortunate to work the tournament three years and have just seen the operations of how that's run. And it's very impressive uh, from a media side, from a fan, you know, pers- patron side, um, the whole overall experience, it's unmatched. And I'm really interested to see what Augusta National Golf Club does to create that still type of Masters experience, but viewing at home. Um, this is a unique tournament where they have big corporate sponsors, but there's no signage. There's no um, of that extra visibility that brands are used to getting in something like the Super Bowl or College Football Championship. So it's a unique approach, but they have a unique way of doing it. So I'm curious to see how they're able to you know, not have patrons because that's a huge aspect of it, uh, but still create that type of master's experience for the fi- uh, for people watching it. So I'll keep you updated with um, with that, but that's kind of interesting news. We also see a big tournament, not a big tournament, but a big uh, horse race like the Kentucky Derby as well. That was postponed. They're uh, um, going to be occupying it at significant less. They're still going to welcome fans. There's no going to be no infield, um, but it's, it's going to be in the tens of thousands, not hundreds of thousands, what they're used to uh, for the Kentucky Derby. So some of these big events, like they have to make decisions now with the Masters. They need more runway. Um, just given the sheer size of the operation of what goes into the tournament. And now not having patrons, I'm sure it's going to be a lot less for them to plan, but they're going to have to figure out a way to kind of make it a unique experience. And I'm, I'm confident that they're going to put something together that's going to be very impressive. So we'll keep um, following that along. Uh, the last two stories are regarding um, you know money, sports, and partnerships, starting with NASCAR and BetMGM. Um, a market leader in sports betting, iGaming, announced a multi-year uh, partnership in sports betting. So they're going to become the authorized gaming operator for NASCAR, where fans can you know bet in-game um, and before the game. So or excuse me, pre-race. So that's going to be some interesting news um, there. Obviously, NASCAR is looking to tap into a younger demographic um, and a more diverse demographic of people, which um, it is trying to push for. And I think betting is a great outlet for that, um, especially with people that have never watched NASCAR, didn't have interest. But if you can bet on it, then you're going to be much more inclined to watch um, a race that you probably would never have done that. So um, makes sense. I think all these major, you know, you know, leagues or, um, or overseers of the sports uh, are going to make these big, you know, MGM or fan duels or DraftKings type of partnerships um, to, to make sure that their fans are staying engaged. So it makes sense. Um, and we don't really have too much figures on that, but um, yeah, I guess good move for NASCAR there. Another sponsorship uh, coming from body armor, it's going to be now the official um, drink of U.S. Tennis Association uh, for the U.S. Open Tennis Championships. It's a multi-year agreement. I'm beginning immediately. Uh, products, li- products will be made available to hydrate players during the U.S. Open to further the sponsorship via digital and social integrations, mass awareness. So these are two interesting um, you know, partnerships. I think it's interesting to think to th- 
thing to think about, um, especially with given the certain circumstances of viewership and live attendance and how they value that sponsorship. It seems like brands are being hesitant to spend as much, but they could be getting a really good value uh, depending on how they negotiate it. It's multi-year. Obviously, what you know, having people in the stadium is a huge thing. What values the sponsorship? So now, how are brands negotiating that, and how are venues and teams and leagues um, maintaining their presence um, and keeping their you know numbers to in, in an important way to kind of get get the best deal? So it's kind of interesting there. So that's uh, the top sports bids news stories that happened this week. Moving on to uh, the Sports Biz Pod, so we release two episodes a week, typically on Tuesday and then on Friday, which is a rundown. This week, we interviewed, um, I interviewed Randall um, Thompson and Chris Dennert, the co-founders of Dugout Mugs. So that's a great quick interview to uh, listen to where they were able to take a uh, baseball bat, saw it out, and create a beer mug out of it. So it's a really innovative product. They have it, um, a patent um, a lot of IP around it, and then they are officially licensed with the MLB and all the teams. So um, they're doing very well in e-commerce, but they also sell it in stadiums as well once the seasons um, are f- full swing. So that's a great interview, just uh, dropped out this week. So go check that out. Um, great product, great story. Um, so so uh, appreciate if you guys go uh, listen to that if you haven't already. Um, moving on to sports biz events, um, we, we constantly update the calendar um, about virtual events and in-person events, how it's been rescheduled. So, um, you know, let's see what, what date we have coming up. PGA Championship just happened last week. Champions League is happening, um, just recently started. FedEx Cup playoffs, August 13th to September 7th. Um, Indy 500, August 23rd. Uh, which is a rescheduled Kentucky Derby, September 5th. Uh, we just made an update about that. College football week one is still set to happen September 5th. Um, we'll see kind of updates about that. As we mentioned, it's still changing. NFL opening game, September 10th. Um, not Nothing has changed there. And then Preakness Stakes is rescheduled to October 3rd. Still waiting for some more updates. And then Masters Tournament is November 12th through 15th, which uh, is happening with no patrons. So um, with the NFL, too, we'll see how that season goes out. It looks like they're continuing as planned. Looks like some st- um, some places are going to have fans, some are not. Uh, we'll see how they're able to contain the virus, um, and hopefully, like a, a vaccine can come out. Um, wrapping things up with Sportsbiz Career. So every week we curate the top Sportsbiz Career openings um, that hopefully help you kind of get an edge and see what who's hiring during these circumstances. So we find this on LinkedIn, and also people send it to us directly. So if you ever looking to showcase your career uh, career opening or something you're hiring, reach out to us. Um, at any time. So starting with some entry-level jobs, Austin FC is looking for ticket operations coordinator. FanDuel is looking for a customer operations agent. Mid-level jobs, point bets, looking for a performance media coordinator. Overtime is looking for an account executive. Senior-level roles, Orange Bowl committee is looking for a director of ticket sales and service. And um, see, uh, the tops company is looking for a director of product. So that wraps it up for the Sports Biz Rundown. Uh, we covered top Sports Biz news stories, events, career openings. Um, if you haven't already, um, you know, give us a subscribe, 
give us a review. Please reach out. would love to connect with all the listeners. We're growing pretty fast. So um, please share this podcast with your friends if you find this helpful. Um, and again, thank you to Manscaped for setting up this podcast with 20% off. If you go to manscaped.com, just use the code SBG. Thanks again. Hope you have a great weekend and hope to uh, hear from you guys uh, next week. Cheers.